Welcome to the Minivate Gang Podcast, episode 394. I'm Steve Borsch, and I'm on with Tim Elliott. Good morning. And Phil Wilson. Good morning. How you guys doing? Great. Your own bad self? Uh, pretty good. I uh, uh, broke out the shorts yesterday. Ooh, that's <laughs> well, I think you'll do that today, too. It's going to be yeah. very warm today. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I have a hard time enjoying the warm weather. You know, Why? In, really? February. Yeah, I do. I guess it's like uh, I'm thinking, you know, coast of Nevada in no time. Yeah, but you know what? I, I saw a picture that your bride posted on Facebook of you sitting out on the front porch drinking a glass of wine. <laughs> you look pretty. You look pretty happy. Thank you. <laughs> mm. It was okay. It was. It was more the wine than the being outside. <laughs> oh man, we went out for a walk and it was like, oh my god! I, I just, I, I mean, there are people walking around in t-shirts and shorts like crazy. Yeah. So. Well, Anyhow. I'm sorry. I'm getting senile in my old age, though. I, I totally spaced out the mini demo was this week. Yeah. Well, you it know, was. I never got my email, and I'm a supporter. Wow. So I saw your name. We are out of really? it. Really? I saw your name, yeah. I looked around, and it's like, where is he? He's not supporting. I never got an email. And I totally, totally spaced it out like you did, Tim. Huh. Anyway, yeah. how, how was it? How was it, Phil? Yeah. It was great. It was great. I think one of the better uh, mini demos we've had. Really, uh, it, it, at least in a long time. Um, you know, there were times that I was thinking mini demo was having a hard time coming up with some some good demos, uh, and, and I don't know what the what the issue was. Maybe they were doing it too often, or or what. But uh, they put together a good group. It was a uh, um, at least three uh, that really stood out, and um, were presented with real first really well presented, but also with real straight up passion and joy. Um, so there, there were legit demos. Um, and, uh, I really, I just really enjoyed it. It was a good group too. You know, he's at the place is full every time it was at the depot this time. And, uh, it was, uh, it was huge. Huh. So I, 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 I think it was, uh, it was kind of nice to get back because I, I was really starting to feel like, yeah, many demos are kind of sort of meh. And this was really completely counter to that. So oh, that's great. I'm glad. So I saw, you know, and I uh, caught up with a couple of the folks from uh, mini star and they're doing great stuff. Mini bars right around the corner. So, um, they're starting to have a plan for that. So look for that. So don't miss those. Well, mini, mini bar for sure. Cause that's, there's always something for everyone at yeah, mini bar. There is, which there is, is awesome. Well, I put a link in the show notes to the presenters from the, mm -hmm. uh, from the event. So one of them is going to be my cool thing of the week. So I, I'll, I'll keep that to myself for right now. But, um, is that is that Ralph's? Ralph's, Ralph? yeah, Ralph's pretty good uh, web app. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, there was uh, I, I, one of the exceptional ones, other than the one I'm going to talk about. A cool thing of the week is uh, was uh, uh, Newt One N E W T One, a game really well presented by the 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 developers uh, of the of the game. Uh, Insanely colorful game, no death. It was great, <laughs> uh, and it, it's just again, it was just a really great night. So um, um, that's cool. Don't Good. don't miss the next one, guys. It's it was wonderful. And so, what, what about this guy? This this group, the the state trying to they're they have tap dancing around our name, guys. I think we need. I think we need to uh, talk about legal action. Well, I think we should sell them the name. <laughs> a few hundred like, grand. What? Okay, what? so the the Minnesota money with this thing. Right. Stop. Min the Minnesota 
Employment and Economic Development Group start, uh, started a hashtag, InnovateMN. Yes. And um, and we'll put a link in the show notes to the to the webpage. But they're they're really focused on anything that's innovative in Minnesota. So they've got one a, a medical one pursued vascular that's got a, a preventing dialysis related infections because one of the things that happens when you have dialysis is you got a hole po- poked in you and there, and infections can happen around that that right. uh, site on your body and mm-hmm. uh, and so. That's innovative. Uh, there's a hydroelectric power from water without the dam. Um, uh, Verterra Energy, and I've actually seen them do something before because they basically have a a, uh, a hard plastic, looks like a turbine mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. turning in water and generating electricity. So yep. there's some cool stuff that they've got in here. Yeah, so basically, it's it's a it's an effort for them to provide tools for entrepreneurs yeah. and innovators uh, to try and help get their businesses jump started and, and promote uh, them and promote them. So it was really yeah. a yeah, it's a it's a nice uh, robust website. I think Deed has really done a great job updating their site. I think the last time I was on the Deed website, it was pretty archaic. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so it was great. So very nice. Um, also, follow the hashtag. Follow the hashtag. Innovate follow the hashtag. MN. Yeah, indeed. Yep. Great, and Code uh, Code Forty Two co-founders are, uh, are are out and about doing some new things now. I see in artificial intelligence. Right now yeah. that they've left Code Forty Two behind, they're doing some other stuff. Well, and this will, this will be interesting to see what happens. They they uh, are not revealing their value proposition, other than to say it's in the uh, AI space, artificial intelligence. So they're not really going into any detail, and um, uh, even though. One of the early co-founders, even though he, he wasn't able to continue, Dan Grigsby, uh, was part of an adventure uh, deep machine with Mitch Kupit, the Code 42 co-founder, uh, but that he left. Like that, that looks like that lasted less than a year. Yeah. Yeah. Dan and uh, Pete Schwam. Yep. So is this after code just Mitch and Josh at this point? At this point, that's what it looks this like. Yeah. It looks like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so after code's a bit of an inside name for a company, but uh, it doesn't really necessarily say what we're, what, what they're doing. So uh, let's, let's keep a, keep an eye on this one and see what, what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. Uh, meanwhile, Lando Lakes is uh, out there uh, um, paying $150,000 to see everybody's ideas. For drones. <laughs> I thought this was actually, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they can't. You know, we need some ideas. Here's 150 grand. Show us your ideas. That's right. Well, it's for the grand prize winner and whoever comes yes, up with the exactly. best idea. Exactly. But, um, you know, drones are used in agriculture a lot now. So. They yeah, are. Much so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. For, for measuring uh, water on crops and, and such. So. And to photograph crop circles. So. True. Yeah, that's right. And and make crop circles. And make crop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but it's seriously. It's uh, maybe not. Yeah, it, it's actually a. Um, um, there's actually somebody that's doing weed identification with drones, mm. and so the mm. drone will just go up and down the road. I see it. I see it. So it's like to identify the cannabis plants on some farmer's field, huh? Yeah, exactly. Is that what it's about? Is that what it's about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then what that way, what you can do is the drone can go over the weeds and then turn upside down and chop them off. So no, then it has a, it has like a tanker tank uh, of uh, roundup on it. It's just, there you go. Yeah. Sprays exactly. roundup right on top of it. Exactly. But anyway, three finalists are, uh, this is actually, uh, 
um, let's see, what is this? This is, uh, it's called a crowdsourcing competition. Is it actually named anything? The Lando Lakes Prize Drone Challenge is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're just looking for innovative ideas on how drones are being used, so right. on, so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's good. Check it out. All right. It happens. Well, and then I was really interested. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember this, uh, the guy, the founder and CEO of this company we're going to talk about, Mike McCaw. For some reason, that that name rings a bell, but I can't place him. Do you guys know him? The Mike McCaw, yeah. Well, don't know him. <laughs> okay, so there's a they, they've got a they've got a startup called Spacecrafting, which is a right. provider of architectural imagery and videos, and um, they're going to launch their technology during an open house on Thursday with about a hundred real estate agents, and it looks really interesting. It's it's a, it's about virtual reality tours uh, for for agents. But they're using low-cost uh, uh, VR, so it's uh, you know the ViewMaster-style stuff you see for twenty bucks at yeah at uh, Best Buy or or like Google Cardboard. You know, it's not it's not Oculus Rift here. No, correct, correct. So, yep. Which is which is probably good because most people aren't going to go out and get an Oculus Rift so they can that's right look at space virtually. So yeah. Well, and their nope. fee for creating a virtual reality nope. tour is only three hundred dollars a property. So that's pretty that's, doggone reasonable. Well, it could, it, probably, but, it, yeah. but they did say prices may vary. So, well, yeah, I mean, it depends on the size of the property, I'm sure. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Maybe this is a nice integration for the guys over at HomeSpotter. So. Yeah. <laughs> interesting, yep. no? I think, cool. I think so. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it looks good. Well, we, we've been, uh, my wife and I have been looking for, for property uh, elsewhere. Um, yes, we've been looking at a lot of virtual reality tours. You have, and some are some are pretty good. So hmm. you putting on the headsets and doing the whole nine yards, or is it? No, I mean they're no. not they're not those kinds of virtual reality. I mean oh, they're okay. they're essentially, um, you know, just two D um, video walkthroughs. Yeah, I mean that's essentially yeah. what it is. But you can manipulate them, right? So, cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Goodness, oh, I am so that? sorry. Oh, what walked in there? I oh forgot. I didn't have time to, to, <laughs> to mute wow, myself. Hit the cough button. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, you everyone. Anyway. So I, I was looking at our notes last night, and I decided that I would bring back a feature we, we haven't done in a while. Yes, gang, gang mentality. mentality. Where, we, yeah. where we look at a single issue, because I saw a lot of these stories uh, about Facebook and, and, and all uh, talk about uh, privacy. So is, is the true cost of social networks and, and mobile phones and such really our privacy? And, you know, I don't know. I, it's looking like it all the, all the time. Well, it is. And, and uh, especially this stock, uh, stock scan thing this looks very scary. Well, yeah. And I discovered that just by happenstance. I was looking at something and, and somebody had written about it and um, stock well, I, scan. I, I, I tried it out this morning and it didn't. Uh, my, it, I put in my uh, my Facebook profile uh, link and it didn't show anything. Well, that's because it's you're already logged you're, in. You're yours, I was yours logged, are locked down. I was logged out. So. Well, you're, if you put in, if yeah, if you go to somebody else's and you put it in, yeah, um, and uh, and then the site will refresh and you can click on, you know, photos and and, huh. and friends and anything and you can see all of their data. So I was using it wrong. Is what is what probably you're yeah. Yeah, it's not very intuitive in terms of reacting, but 
but anyway, but so that was one thing where it was like, oh my gosh, seriously? I mean, you can, it's, it's, I, I, so I view this as a huge gaping security hole and I've actually reached right. out to Facebook. So I'll let you know if I find out anything, but, but then, um, uh, th those articles about Facebook developing tools to read through people's private messages. Yeah. Because yeah, Zuckerberg's, Zuckerberg's manifesto. Yeah. Cause yeah. his vision of Facebook in the future is not good. Not uh, good. He's, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but no, but, I mean, he sees this or is touting it as a good thing because they'll be able to, you know, look for threats or risks or, you know, if somebody's going to commit right. suicide or, you know, whatever, they'll be able to, to, uh, have algorithms that look for keywords and so on. But it's like, no, seriously. I mean, we already yeah, know that they're probably funded by the NSA anyway, but um, oh, now calm down. Initially, yeah. uh, no, I, I think they—that's true. I mean, this is would be a great intelligence uh, kind of asset, you know, whether it's being used directly with Facebook's knowledge or there's some sort of backdoor that the intelligence agencies have into Facebook or some sort of tool that Facebook allows them to you know, look into their system. Well, and there has been conjecture, and I'll see if I can find the link to this article, but there's been conjecture for a long time that Facebook went from zero to 100 on their uh, uh, facial recognition and that there's no way they could have done that on their own. Um, so, huh. What? so, huh. you know. All right. Well, I'm just very wary of of services like Facebook uh, talking about you know how great globalization is and how everyone should get get along and you know and right. they're, they're going to have robots read my personal details to find right. out if I'm a terrorist or not. I mean that's just you know that's just against the American way as far well, as uh, yep. personal. Well, and then the, the thing that really, really, really troubled me about privacy stuff was this article on Medium that this guy. The headline grabbed me. I'll never bring my phone on an international flight again. Neither should you. Right. And yeah. and um, if you have a chance, everybody listening to, to read this, um, one of the things that he talks about was on, on the 30th of January, a U.S.-born scientist at NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab flew back to Houston, Texas from Santiago, Chile, uh, uh, Sid Bikanovar. And on his way through the airport, they, the Customs and Border Patrols pulled him aside. They searched him, uh, and they eventually returned and said they release him only if he told him the password to unlock his phone. And he did a humahama and said, "Look, I mean, JPL is a, a NASA company. I, I can't, and there's, or a NASA organization. I can't give you the password. There's, there's all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, classified data on there and so forth. And they they wouldn't let him go. And he finally yeah. just said, "Okay, here you go." And he gave him the password and unlocked it. So what I think about is I think about my phone and I think about all the stuff I have on it. So all my Schwab stuff and finance, um, my um, Google Authenticator so that they can get into everything, um, messages, photos, uh, all my health stuff. I mean, just, you know, you think about this. If they back this up and they stick it somewhere, it's going to be there forever. Yep. And, and they probably, uh, when the guy opened it up, they probably took it in the back and just made a copy of they it. They made a copy of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So my solution, which I put in our notes, uh, is that last time I left the country, I took a burner phone with me. And uh, I didn't uh, factory reset it when I came back. But next time I go, I'm going to do the same thing and factory reset it before I uh, return. Well, so here's what, what was really interesting. Because I've really been thinking about this a lot um, because we, we already have some trips planned. 
uh, for the next year that'll be overseas, you know, be outside the country. Now, my wife never has an issue. She flies in and out of the country all the time. And, um, uh, but one of the things that I thought was interesting was, um, a guy has a, um, a, a 256 bit encrypted dot DMG disc image. And, um, it, it's got everything on there and he can download that. And I thought, well, that, that sounds great, but let's say I get to a hotel and I've got a, you know, 300 gig disc image that I got to download. I mean, what's yeah, the chances of that? Might be a problem. Might be a little you bit. You just of an travel issue. light, you know. You just sign yeah. into your your Gmail and let it do its thing, and you know. Yeah, but I mean, even, I mean, when you're on vacation anyway, you don't need all the apps that you normally use. Right. Well, except though that that uh, you know somebody like me that has all sorts of client stuff that I have to have access to. Um, yeah, I'll true. just need to figure out another strategy. It's a tough yeah. one. It's a yeah. tough one. It yeah, is. Is. Uh, that's that's got to be against uh, the law, basically, to demand that you open up, you know, an encrypted device without a warrant. I mean, if they had a warrant, that would be a, a you know, a different story. But yeah. this guy apparently wasn't uh, suspected of anything. Well, and Tim, uh, just so you know, that th- there's a huge, gigantic gray area in um, um, the whole customs thing, even if you're a U.S. citizen. The Constitution does not apply upon country entry, only when you're in the country. Yeah, and, so, the, and the customs uh, area is not considered to be uh, U.S. soil, apparently. Well, and did you know that the uh, the Border Patrol actually has access to 100 miles, 100 or 150 miles inside the border of the U.S., and that, hmm. re- that reaches down about halfway down Minnesota. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh you know that they in theory could could uh could come and could, get you. Could come and get you, follow you, you know, and not that that's oh gonna happen, but yeah. So it's what what do you guys think about this uh thing that uh, the old Microsoft uh, president was suggesting about a, a digital Geneva convention? Well I think it's a good idea. I think something's gonna sure. happen. Yeah. But so you think that state-sponsored cyber attacks are going to stop? That we're going to have yeah, some sort of a cyber uh, United Nations? No, no. I think that's I think it's a pipe dream, but but it's moving in the right direction. That's that's what I liked about it. Hmm. Well, it's going to be t- it's right. going to be tough to to deal with. You guys all know that. It's uh, plus it's a matter of how much outrage uh, is there actually in the U.S. Yes, people like you and I who have a different understanding of privacy, who grow up, grew up in an era before all of these gateways to our private data were open, you know, are concerned. Yeah. But if you ask the average 26-year-old, are you really concerned about it? Most of them are not. Right, because they've grown up in this filter bubble thing where, you know, the Facebook and Google search and all this stuff has been tailored to show them stuff that they agree with. You know, yeah. so they think that their entire worldview is is they agree with, which I, I think it's a is not a good thing. I no, I, I, I go I, out of the way to be try to be well informed on every side of an issue. You know, I, I don't I don't you know, I don't think you're giving the average millennial enough credit for one thing, Tim. I don't think they're they're not in as big a bubble as people would like to think. I don't believe. Um, okay. I think that that uh, it's just a different understanding of what they consider private and what 
I mean, it's it's as simple as that. If you grow up in an environment while you, where you share so much of your information, then things like this don't really bother you that much, I would imagine. So, yeah. or you make up uh, stuff. I mean, you could you could make up uh, dummy information. You could. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think anybody really has the time to do that. But yeah, I think you're I think there's that possibility. But um, again, it, it it all depends on how how big of an outrage there is um, to push this sort of thing through. Amidst all the other things you should be outraged about, it's, right. it's where does it prioritize? Well, what's so. going to be interesting is what what the the collective um, thinks about the movie The Circle, which is going to come out here with Emma Watson and Tom Hanks, and um, and it's about this woman Emma Tom Emma Watson who lands a job at this powerful tech company called The Circle. She wow. becomes involved with a mysterious AKA man. Apple. Well, that right. they're saying Apple only because the of the spaceship building, but but it's it's uh, really applicable to Apple, Facebook, Google, any power Microsoft, any powerful technology company um, that um, really has access to everything. I, I think it is more indicative of the of the reach of Google than Apple. So you so yeah. you'll be you'll be going to this movie. Oh, I'm going to see it. it okay. Oh, absolutely. You'll be able to see Steve in the theater. Just right. He'll have his... Look for his tinfoil hat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what, though? I, I got to tell you... warm glow. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, everybody gave me rations of shit about being paranoid, and then Edward Snowden had his revelations. That's and right. Then, and then right. people well, we stopped. Well, we were talking about... We were talking about that before Snowden's revelations. Remember, we, you know, yeah. Steve, you and I were talking about the data center in Utah and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. And everyone, you know, was saying, oh, that's crazy. And everyone, yeah. no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think it's crazy at all. I think every yeah. and everything you can you can possibly imagine has been thought of and maybe acted on. The question is, how outraged are you by it and how hard will you fight back? Well, yeah. all I can tell you is that I am. um encrypting everything and i am helping others to do the same yep and i'm getting people i've already evangelized and gotten a lot of people on proton mail i have people that are using signal app that um if you knew who they were you'd be like seriously they're using signal app. it's like yeah i got them using signal um and so and and what's interesting is is there was just an article about the fact that um uh, you know, because all the stuff going on in the Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, that uh, staffers, uh, there's big concern that the EPA is going to get nuked, that it's just, just going to go away. But that staffers are using the Signal app to communicate to one another because they don't want any kind of an audit trail. And there are groups within the government who are obviously concerned about that, but also because of the Freedom of Information Act, uh, their communications are not um, archivable. Right. So. Yeah. But oh, I, well. I'd, I'd do the same thing. Hey, if I was with with a group and, and uh, I'd be doing the same damn thing. You would think the government would have their own app. They wouldn't use commercial apps for, you know, for well, privacy. That's, that's the point. That, that's the point. They're circumventing. They, don't want to be, they want to be outside the government. They, they want, want to be outside. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So. Exactly. So anyway, so are, were there any other top tech stories, you guys? Were there any? 
Well, there's yeah. some Apple news. I, I threw in a couple stories here. Well, yeah. what's what's the latest from the circle, Tim? From the circle. <laughs> well, the leader of the circle, uh, Mr. Tim Cook, uh, he's been talking about uh, artificial uh, intel or uh, yeah, AI, AI, what augmented reality, uh, augmented reality. That's yes, why I was going to say, it. why do they call it AR? Because it's augmented reality. Yeah, that's right. And he's been talking about the Apple TV um, in interviews recently. Yeah. So uh, interestingly, he thinks that AR is uh, you know going to be as big as the smartphone. Which is kind of an interesting I think quote. He's, I think he's right. Yeah, maybe, maybe I like his logic where he says, you know, VR is great technology, but it won't be as big because it takes you out of the world. Where a AR just makes the world better. Yeah. So, so hopefully we'll see some interesting stuff come coming from Apple along those lines. But I, I'm kind of disappointed that all we're going to see is an incremental improvement to the Apple TV. I, yeah, I had high I hopes for this thing, and it seems like it's just going to be, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, speed, speed yeah. bump, and you can you can watch 4K stuff now. So that's that's that to me is not a revolutionary change. No. Well, so there was um, when they talked about the Apple TV and about Apple being in the content business. One of the things that was a rumor was that uh, they were trying to buy um, um, Opie. What was his What's his real name? Um, Ron Howard. <laughs> Yeah, Ron Howard. Ron Howard, <laughs> Brian Grazer's uh, oh, Imagine uh, film, Entertainment. Imagine Entertainment, their film production company. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ron <laughs> Howard, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening. Wow. It's early. It it's early on Cunningham. the Saturday. <laughs> right? He goes, he goes right from the most obscure thing the guy did, like in the very early 60s. Yeah, like he's probably rolling his eyes if you ever heard that. But um, anyway, so he, uh, there, but, but there was a rumor that they were going to buy Imagine Entertainment, but it fell through. Um, and so, you know, clearly they're going to move into the content business in, you know, in some fashion and maybe offer their own, uh, their own product. But I, I keep coming back to the fact, in fact, I said this to my wife, I said, could you imagine Steve Jobs right now, basically going and having a come to Jesus with the, with the, uh, the heads of all these studios and stuff and just saying, uh, you know, just let us, let us do this meta app. Uh, and connect to all this stuff because, you know, people want to guide so that they can see what's on if it's live. And they also want the ability to, to uh, you know, binge watch stuff. And, uh, and the, you know, would, would he have been able to make it happen? I doubt it because the, the studios saw what happened to the, the music business. Right. And they don't want the same thing to happen to them. Where their so content has no, the, no, yeah. Yeah, Apple's problem is that they they cannot get the same content deals that people like Amazon and Netflix can get. So you know, and if they've said, let's say that they took some of their 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 money and they said we're going to buy Netflix, I think that some of those Netflix uh, distribution deals wouldn't apply uh, if Apple's actually the parent company. So yeah, they're kind be. of in a yeah. place where they they've got to they've got to focus on the platform and hope that people make apps for them. And as a user, you know, it's, it's great experience and, and all, but I, you know, last night I, I watched a movie uh, from my voodoo uh, library. It's a ultraviolet library be, on my TV app, because there is no UV app on the Apple TV and right. there's no right. uh, Amazon uh, app for, on the Apple TV. So there's some, some real problems that Roku and uh, the Amazon fire st uh, devices don't have where they have everything and Apple doesn't have, you know, 
you know, some major apps that they still need. And this is what, almost two years after they came out with the, uh, the app store. Right. So, well, and then you've got, you've got TiVo doing their thing and you've got, you've got AT&T with the direct TV app, which I, I thought frankly, put them in such a strong position that, uh, they really need a DVR. I I like a direct TV. Now I, I tested it, uh, Without a DVR, though, when, once you get used to having a TiVo where you're you're watching stuff on demand, it's just it's a real problem to go back to appointment viewing. Yeah, I agree. Right. So you need to either have an uh, on demand thing that that's good, and they they don't have it at this point, or a DVR, a cloud DVR, yeah. to be able to record what you want, and then watch it back uh, when you you know whatever whenever you want, and go through commercials. Right. 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 So that's you know. I, I think we're still a ways off before we have this service. I had hoped to see something coming out of Apple this year. It, it, from this article, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, Well, on another note, um, um, I, I can see why people are not buying Windows uh, phones and BlackBerry phones. <laughs> 99.6% of new smartphones run either iOS or Android. Yep. So it's like holy buckets. Well, it's the same thing that happened to the PC market. Remember when the PC yeah. market first started? They had CPM. We had uh, right. Uh, you know, Apple had their own OS, and then there was MS DOS, and you had a whole bunch of different. You know, uh, uh, IBM had their own thing, and then as it matured, it came down to Windows and Mac OS. Right. You know, and then, yeah, you've got Linux off to the side and Linux is important on the server space and all that, but it's still not as big a thing. As, well, so so you know, same thing happened here in the handsets. Yeah. So, so here's a question for you. Um, if, if uh, the, the Chromebook now, Chrome OS allows you to download and use Android apps. Yep. Um how come none of that stuff's in the retail channel? I went to Best Buy, stopped it. I was going to meet somebody at a coffee shop, and I had a half hour because uh, there was no traffic. And so on Friday, so I ended up uh, swinging into Best Buy and killing some time in there. Uh, but none of the Chromebooks, none of the Chrome OS products had the ability to run Android apps. And when's that going to get into the channel? I think it is in certain uh, devices now. Okay. Uh, I, I would think that you'd have to sign in with your account in order to invoke. You know, it's one of these things you go into to the uh, uh, settings and you have to click a, a button that okay. shows the, uh, the the Play Store. But they've been selling uh, Chrome OS uh, devices for a little while now that are enabled uh, with the uh, the App Store. Yeah. Unfortunately, okay. the one that we have uh, is, is, you know, I bought it, I don't know, three years ago, something like that. Um, doesn't look like it's going to be supported, but that's, you know, not that surprising. Yeah. Well, and it's not that much money. But it makes that platform a lot more, it makes it a lot more usable, actually, yeah. the yep. the, uh, the App Store. Although you can do quite a bit in the browser. Well, you know, so almost everything, so quite everything. There was another story that really... Uh, troubled me and I wanted to bring it to the fore because my wife came back. She did not take her laptop over to Germany for this particular show called Ambiante. And um, uh, in the press room, she went around and picked up either CDs or thumb drives. Most, most of them were thumb drives. There were just a few. I was going to say they still do CDs. Some still do CDs. And um, in a lot of the, the, uh, the press kits that she needed to download are now, finally available online but 
I went down to her office and said, uh, uh, hey, what, what, uh, what'd you do with all those USB sticks? And she goes, oh, they're in this basket. <laughs> there are like 50 of them in there. And I thought, you know, I've said to her, please, for God's sakes, do not stick the thumb drive in um, and, and run it uh, if you're uh, on the network. Because if it's got malware on it or ransomware or anything, right, we're screwed, right? So I want to yeah. have an air gap computer um, for her to pull these files off so we can at least look at them. Anyway, yep. so um, we had talked about this some time ago. There's this USB killer stick. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, you talked about it. Yeah, was this one of your cool things of the week? Well, no, it was one of the. It was one of his uh, security security tips. tips. Oh, that was it. Okay, gotcha. So now there's a new one that uh, it's called USB Killer, and it now lets you fry most Lightning and USB C devices <laughs> for only fifty five dollars. I just, I just oh, don't great. know why you why why do you need this thing? So uh, because you're a jerk, that's why. Yeah. So you just walk up and you stick it into somebody's uh, USB oh, port. That's hilarious. And it and it fries their. Uh, I tried your four thousand uh, dollar iMac, Steve. Are you happy about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God Almighty. Anyway, so that yeah, that made me very, very sad. It's not one thing; it's another. I know. And then the last, <laughs> not one thing; it's another. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Roseanne, Roseanne, and Dana. The last thing I thought I'd mention is that uh, the Signal the app, Signal which app. everybody knows that we're high on, um, it just high got, on Signal Man. Yep, it just got video calling <laughs> capability. Um, and there's also a warning for iOS users that it's leveraging CallKit. Now, Apple's CallKit for iOS allows notifications to happen, allows voice over IP apps to be able to ring the phone as though it's the native phone app ringing the phone so you can actually answer it. So, you know, that, that's got a lot of use, right? But if you're interested, if you're in a country or you're in a, in a profession that you need to make sure that nobody can track who you're calling or who's calling you via the signal app, then you're going to want to disable the call kit capability in your phone um, with iOS, because if you back up to iCloud, so I guess that's the other caveat, if you back up to iCloud, uh, it will store that metadata in iCloud for a period of time. I think it's 30 days. Uh, so that's just a heads up. But otherwise, I mean, it's, it's uh, a, uh, it's getting lauded by security people as a really phenomenal implementation of uh, a video codec in a secure way. So there it is. Yeah, just uh, that you have to actually activate the, you have to turn on the video capabilities in Signal to disable the... The call kit. The call kit, yes. Right. So if you don't even use the video feature, are you right. using the video feature? Uh, I'm not because there's no need for, I don't need it. Okay. So, but I do it's use a, the, I do use the audio codec. In fact, my wife is going to go back to Hong Kong. She got invited back to Hong Kong and, um, um, the VPNs don't work in Hong Kong. So if she needs to communicate with me securely nice. uh, or we need to talk over voice, she will use this, get on Wi-Fi with her phone, but she'll use the signal app. Very nice. So, hmm. yeah. very nice. Let's talk cool thing of the week. Let's. Let's talk cool. Phil, thing you of go week. first, buddy. All right. So, yes, I, as I alluded to earlier in my little discussion of mini demo, Trout Spotter 
is uh, the cool thing of the week. This was presented by uh, Stu Anderson, who's a, a developer and uh, now is a, a website. If you're a trout fisherman, fisher person of any kind, you may want to check this out. It's an, inf- an insanely immersive uh, app to allow you to find uh, great trout streams in and around the state of Minnesota. Uh, and it's very detailed. It's, it's integrated with maps. It's, it's, uh, it's shows you shortcuts or how to get to, uh, the area that, that offers the best trout fishing, uh, including, uh, video, um, even, even video, um, treks through, you know, side roads and farm fields and things like that. So check it out. It's called Trout Spotter. So is this um, just going to be a, a web app? It's not going to be a native app for iOS or Android? Um, yeah, I think right now it's just a, it's just a web app and looking to take it farther and farther along. I, I you know, Stu Anderson, who uh, put on the presentation, who did it with such joy and passion, just standing ovation at the uh, at the demo the other night. Um is uh, just passionate about trout fishing. He started with his dad and he enjoys doing this. And I don't know if there's necessarily, he's not looking to to make any money on it. It's all open source. It's all wide open to use. And he hopes that it just continues to, to uh, grow. So that's great. Huh. Yeah, it is. It's really a, a, it's a wonderful thing. I'm not a trout fisherman, but I found myself going, ooh, a couple of times during the course <laughs> of the demo. It's like the integrations and the the views. It's just, it was great. Yeah. And I, uh, anybody listening, don't, don't, don't get turned off by the fact that he makes you go through and read the terms of service or at least scroll through them fast or the privacy policy to get to yeah, yeah, it's nothing. I mean, it's just 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 do it, and, and it's just it's just yeah. what you have to do in open source. It yeah. really is. Yeah, yeah, cool. So check All it right. out. All Tim. right, Tim. So this is one I saw a few weeks ago and hadn't uh, talked about it yet. It's from Moment. These guys have been on Kickstarter before. Um, they have their second uh, Kickstarter that uh, kicked off uh, a little while ago. Still has uh, almost uh, two months to go. And they're almost to their 500000 goal. And what it is is it's a camera case for the iPhone. comes for both the 6S and 7s, both uh, sizes. They have a, um, a battery case. Um, and they have another what they call a photo case, which is basically just a, a case um, uh, for your phone. And it adds a shutter button to it for photography. It's a multi you know, it's, it, it makes it basically like a, uh, a regular camera. And with the got, seven plus, it'll you can yeah. actually use either either uh, camera lens, right? And then uh, they have a new wide angle lens. They have also fish eyes and a bunch of other lenses that they've had before that basically screw on to this thing that turns your iPhone into a more serious camera. And they're not really super expensive either. They're like a hundred bucks here or. Yeah, you know, the the lenses are about 105 each if you do take care of the Kickstarter. For you get a kit here for, that has a battery case and a lens for 160 bucks. It's not a bad deal if you're into photography. Yeah, and if you're into photography, the, the deluxe kit's only 300 dollars for your yeah, seven. Uh, right. Well, and believe it or not, the the biggest and it's less for the six. No, the, I guess it is the same for the six. So. The biggest thing that I loved about the case was the ability to put a lanyard on it. Right. And and their design philosophy looks a lot like a Polaroid. So they've got this really nice leather strap. They have yeah. uh, yep. wood grain that that's, 
you know, evocative of what Polaroid was doing in the seventies. So, yeah. Well, the reason I, I love the strap is I just saw a video of a pilot who uh, opened a, the small window on his plane to take a photo. <laughs> and he puts his phone up there and drops it. And of course it goes Oops. out the window. <laughs> Oops. There goes I, his I, phone. I trust he wasn't flying. <laughs> he was flying. Yeah. He was flying and he opened his window. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a jet. Okay. No, 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 no. Mm. No, anyway. But you okay. just get the case. The case itself is only 25 bucks. Yeah, and then yeah. you can buy the the uh buy the lenses separately? You can buy the lenses separately, you can buy the strap. I, I don't think the thing comes with the strap, does it? Oh, it does. So yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a good yeah, deal. Yeah. Huh. Well, mine is the new Logitech 4K Pro webcam. And Ooh. um um and I got this mainly because of 4K. being able to well, 4K, but also being able to uh, turn it around on my MacBook and record. Um, and so one of the things you can do with it is it's uh, got enough resolution. You can stream with it, um, which is pretty cool. It's also got a five X zoom. And so you can really zoom in on things and, um, uh, it still looks fabulous. I mean, and, and the, the bonus was that typically the microphones in these webcams just blow. And this one is good enough where I would actually use it. I'd still probably use a regular mic, um, you know, for the best sound quality. But uh, anyway, so I got it and I thought if I don't like it, I'll just return it. But I love it. So there it is. Excellent. Cool. Well, I will take a look at it. How about upcoming events, young men? I only see one that's new, the Minnesota High Tech Association's Tech.2017 at the Metropolitan. And um, Yep, that looks like the, the only thing that's uh, come in in the past week. I'll have to do some more searching around because I have a feeling there's some that on here, uh, not on here, that we should add, especially as we get out into April and May. Yeah, I agree. So, yep. so I will make an effort to do that. Um for before next week sounds great and it looks like uh, mr phil has left us which You're is kidding. unfortunate uh, well it, no i'm sorry i'm here sorry oh he's here I was sitting here talking i was like why are they not listening to me because oh. he's on mute because i muted for god's sake wow. so anyway yes so yes we will uh we'll check out what's happening uh, next week on the men of eight gang podcast have a good week take care next door and he can bob the blues it's heads around all day long in his walking shoes he danced so long he danced away his blues and she's the hop sweeping a job the way my baby's at she's the hop sweeping a job the way my baby's at Just a hop, hop, skipping a jump, just a hop.